Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. Now, I have with me a man who needs no introduction. You may know him for his love of fast cars, for his uh, peeled walnut glutes, or just the fact that he hates shite bags and talks his mind. It is the one and only Christian from the Physique Collective. How are we doing, buddy? Not bad. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Uh, a massive thank you for coming to this podcast. For, for those of you listening, you know Christian, you know he's an extremely busy man. Um, but there might be some people out there listening who um, don't know you. Maybe they've been hiding under a rock um, and they need uh, need a little bit of education. So could you just tell us a little bit more about yourself, what you do? And it'd be, be great for you to share your journey um, along the way, because I know it's been a it's been a, been a ride for you. Fucking okay, nice. Um There's definitely people out there that don't know me. So if you don't, hello. Um, Christian Chapman and yet part of the Physique Collective, which we have got a question on Physique Collective, so we'll, we'll get into that. But I've been coaching full-time for just over two years. It was my anniversary last month of leaving my job, but been coaching people for about five years now, uh, which sounds mental to even think about. Um, Background-wise, I worked in the hospitality industry for about seven years, which was fucking great. Um, Got into sales, ended up selling cars uh, for BMW Mini, and then that was the last kind of job that I left. Um, But I've always been kind of like a human orientate like interaction um environment where you have to be talking to thousands of different people every single week when you work in bars and you have to build good relationships rapport. and i feel like that is kind of like what i've become not known for but i tend to get on well with people that i want to to get on well with um, yeah. and as you said at the start bro i definitely speak my mind if i don't like you you'll probably know about it <laughs> but yeah I, i'd say that's a pretty brief easy introduction um and yeah, it. it is. So I still remember, because uh, I followed you at the time, I think you left your job uh, at Mini, you said it was. Was that yeah. just before the first lockdown? Was that after it? or? Uh, so it was during. Um, so we got sent home uh, from the job. By the way, to anyone that's watching this, I am looking at, I am looking at Vaughan. uh, some people think i'm just being really rude i'm not um but yeah it was march 2020 when we got sent home from work because we couldn't sell cars uh because we couldn't let anyone in the dealership and you can't sell cars from home funny enough so i took my work laptop and thought you know what if i'm going to do it i'm going to do it now because i'd already kind of made plans at the start of that year i'm like i'm gonna go full-time coaching and as soon as i heard about lockdown i thought fucking hell this is just gonna fuck it up and I remember the first week, I've said this so many times now, I can remember the numbers. I lost one person and gained 11 in the first week. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, I think it's a case of people really needed help. What yeah. the fuck am I going to do? Um, I think when you display yourself online, it's kind of be like, I know exactly what to do. I'll help you. You know, people people come running. Um, and yeah, I, I think I was off for nine or 10 months from work and I was just I started a YouTube I was doing a photo shoot at the time with Joe so I got pretty peeled for that which everyone knows if you get peeled you normally get more inquiries um, yeah. oh, sad to say <laughs> I've decided I'm going to do a photo shoot this year peak off season <laughs> <laughs> just to get more clients it's the opposite of what people do isn't it? Um, but yeah I got called to go back in and I went back in and said I'm never coming back and that was it Brilliant, man. It's, it's awesome. And you've been on a journey since. And I guess the, the next question that leads us into is, you know, you started the Physique Collective with a few others. And for those that don't know what the Physique Collective is, I'd love to for you to give 
the lowdown, um, you know, what your guys are about, your mission, uh, you know, what makes you guys different from other education, coaching platforms out there, and just a little bit about the brand. Yeah, so we started just over um, a year ago now. Um, so Joe's been coaching me for, for just over three years, which again, sounds mental. Um, I'm literally stuck now, bro. I can't go to anyone else. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I've kind of realised, oh, stuck here now. Um, he was also coaching Gareth at the time, who was also a partner, and Matt Strong as well was coaching him. And we just decided, why don't we just group together and make something? Because Joe wanted to do like a website anyway um, and put all his knowledge on there. And he had started something. And we just put it all out for free. And we were just like, man, why don't you just like charge for this? Um, so we decided to do a subscription, subscription website for it. Um, and our whole kind of ethos is physique development simplified. And if you've ever spoke to Joe, you will know he's not a simple character. And if you don't know what he's on about, you, it's literally might as well be talking Chinese. Okay. <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm quite a simple person. If I'm explaining someone, someone, something to someone, yes, I know all the ins and outs and all the technical side, but I'm going to explain it like, like in English. Yeah. Um, and... I said to him from the start, if you're going to do a video, you have to send it to me first. And if I understand it, everyone will. Yeah. Makes okay. sense. So it's the whole point of it is literally put the best scientific based, evidence-based studies out there, but deliver it in a fun, informative way. That's not fucking wanky, not using words that people don't know. And then laughing at people for not knowing what it means and stuff like that, because yeah. there is that out there and it's fucking embarrassing and build a community, which we feel like we have, because everyone who talks about physique is like, feel part of the family. Uh, and, and it's just a nice vibe. We've got over 200 educational videos online now, not just educational, but, you know, like show days, peak weeks, all this sort of stuff, um, day in the life, everything's on there. Um, so, yeah, over 200 videos now, a pretty active forum where, you know, people put their, the usual stuff, people put their progress logs. We've got, to be fair, what we do have is ask Joe anything, Fred, and fuck me. If you want to learn, just troll that Fred, because I can guarantee if you've ever had a question, it's been answered in there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's, that's insane, because he is like a, he is an open book, and you're right. I mean, I, I know a little bit about physiology and science from uni, and I can kind of keep up with it, but sometimes on like the consoles I've had with him, I'm like, I get a little bit lost. You yeah. know what I mean? So I can only imagine that if, if you're not you know, if you just want to know about it in layman's terms, it's, yeah, it's quite, I have a huge respect for what you guys do. And I think that you definitely uh, have changed the game, shall we say, in regards to what I think a lot of the bodybuilding industry does uh, in regards to training, shows, peaking, um, anabolic usage and whatnot. And it's uh, it's great to see. It's probably uh, been, uh, been a long time coming, but I think as a whole, you guys are educating the industry to maybe be a little bit healthier. Um, to maybe train in a different way that's a bit more effective, saves your joints, and we'll kind of get into that that soon. But yeah, yeah it's I'm been really to that. I'm really looking forward to that part. Yeah, really it's forward. it's been awesome to see you guys grow to where you're at, um, and just to just to be a fly on the wall. Um, it's absolutely epic. So we'll just dive right in. Um, over the past couple of years, you know, there was always this mentality. I think years ago, take it back to 2017, 22, it was like everyone trained to failure. And if you didn't, you know, you're an absolute shite bag and this and the next thing. It was just it was just the way people trained. That's what you had to do, right? Because maybe a bit of JP's influence. But there has been this big sort of shift, I would say, um, and more towards the reps and reserve and 
for some reason there's this big debate or battle or whether it's down to people's egos about oh you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that when when actually I think it's maybe a case of misunderstanding or just not knowing much about it so for those of you that are maybe listening I'd love for you to clue them up just on okay well first of all what is sort of reps and reserve and you know how is that maybe different from the training failure method you know that where it's just put my weight in the bar etc etc and maybe if you even wanted to that's, that's going to take a long time, I suppose. But if you wanted to, to dial in... I'll, I'll, I'll quick fire it. I'll quick fire it so it's nice and you, easy and understandable. Now, the first thing I want to say here is, okay, I don't give a fuck how someone trains. I couldn't care less, okay, because I have clients that use reps and reserve. I have clients that train push-ball legs, top sets, back off, everything to failure. Cool. Because I couldn't give a shit, okay? If you want to train like that, that's absolutely fine because at the end of the day, if I tell you to do something that you're not going to enjoy, well, why the fuck would you do it? Okay. As long as I know that potentially the way that you want to do it, you might make less progress because of X, Y, Z, and you're happy to do that. That is absolutely fine with me. Okay. But you'll probably also make less progress by doing something you don't enjoy. Yeah. Simple. So first of all, and I love when someone comes to me and says, yeah, man, I'm thinking about joining up, but you're known for this like reps and reserve. I'm not known for reps. Nobody knows that. Because, um, like I said, bro, my my ta- my training for people is tailored to what they want to do and what they enjoy the most, and then doing it in the most optimal way. Um, now, in terms of reps and reserve, it's something that has been around for years. Look at Revive Stronger, Steve Hall, stuff like that. You know, and uh, a powerlifting approach and stuff like that. It's, it's the stuff that they use, and it is a simple case of. You're leaving a couple in the tank, okay? Maybe, like, how I like to escalate things is week one of the of the training split were two to three reps from reserve. Week two, one to two. Week three, one. Week four, none. Week five, if you get there, none. I want to break someone within six weeks, okay? And if you're escalating volume at the same time as decreasing your reps from reserve, you're going to be pretty fucked by the end of it. And my challenge to anyone is, come and have a session with me. Simple uh, and training this way, okay. And tell me that it's not hard because I hate that it gets a rep of it's not hard, okay. If you're doing a proper two reps in reserve, that's still fucking training hard. And if there's evidence out there to suggest that there is no fucking difference in terms of from like a, a hypertrophic standpoint of training to failure and leaving two to three reps in the tank, but my head doesn't feel like it's going to explode when I get home. I don't crash when I get home. And then that, bro, I've done both. I've done fucking everything. I've done dog crap training. I've done um, fortitude style training. Done reps and reserve, all that sort of stuff. I've done everything, okay? And it all works, okay? But if I try and train how I did train, bro, I can't last more than a week. I just can't do it. Yeah. So for me, it's great. For some people who recovery capability is insane, man, go all out, bro. Let's go fucking zero reps in the tank from week one and see how you go and then escalate volume. And the kind of like escalating volume model and stuff like that, I think it just makes sense. Okay. If you're looking to bring up body parts, stuff like that, funny enough, you probably have to train it more. You know, <laughs> you might have to back off on, on a few other things, um, which I know, I know we're going to get into some specialization box and stuff like that. But the way I see it is if, if you can, Increase your reps per week, your weight per week. We've got two, we've got two models there of progress. Okay. How about adding a third and you get more weight, more reps, and more volume per week? Fucking hell. 
triple whammy. You know, yeah. Look, yeah. there's a hundred ways to skin a cat, bro. Okay, if you train really hard and you really enjoy it, you're probably going to gain muscle. Yeah, dude. And what I love is that you it's specified to to someone's needs and someone's wants, someone's likes. It's not just the you must train this way because I say so. Which let's face it, there's still there's still coaches out there that are like that. Um, but it's great to hear you kind of make an individual approach. The one thing you touched on there that maybe someone that's a beginner might not know is you mentioned about escalating volume over say six weeks. So someone's maybe went like, oh, what does that mean? Or why is it six weeks? You know, so for, for those that are just wanting to learn and get more knowledge on why that's maybe effective, um, of course they'll be fucked by the end of it, but in six weeks, but like you said, but if you want to maybe just, yeah, if you could maybe perhaps get a little more detail on that, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, so I'm always going to try and start someone off at kind of like just over minimum effective volume so they can ease into it, they get a feel for everything. So minimum effective volume in English, um, the least you have to do to gain muscle. That's probably easy. Yeah. 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 Um, and if you are adding to that every week and be like, right, I'm trying to bring up my legs, okay? So I'm going to keep most things at minimum effective volume plus maybe so that it's still going to grow. Um and I'm going to escalate, I'm going to add more volume to my quads and hands. Cool. So your hack squat on week one might be a top set and a back off set. Week two, it might be two top sets and a back off set. Week three, it might be three and one. Then four and two, you know, however you want to yeah. do it. Until that person is like, bro, I cannot recover from this anymore. Right, cool. I know where your minimum effective volume is. I know where your maximal recoverable volume is. Cool. Let's work from there, okay? Yeah, yeah. It can be applied to anywhere. And at the end of the day, you're, my legs, bro, I just cannot tolerate high volume on them. It just fucks me. And if anything, it just pisses me, pisses me off. In the gym. I'm like, man, I just feel awful. Um, whereas chest and delts, man, give me seven sets on a, an incline press, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, again, individual needs. And I, I specify that. So my, my biggest thing for someone, bro, is enjoyment. Okay, because if you enjoyed it, you're probably going to make fucking progress. So that's what I base most the training off. Um, I'll always try and get someone to try something new. And if they come to me saying, bro, I fucking hate this. Cool, let's change it. I'm not going to have an argument or anything like that, okay, because it's pointless. People want to do what they want to do. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. But what was quite interesting, and that's, I, I would say that, do I train to failure? Well, I, th- I would class failure as at the bottom of a hack squat, and I've probably not done that. Well, last time I did that was when I got injured, uh, which, was a, a few, which was a few months ago. That's, you know, funnily enough. Um, so I would say I'll, I'll, I'm probably always still leaving a rep or two in the tank, which and you're absolutely right. Like, well, that's the thing. So like today's 20 reps set in a hack squat, like it doesn't matter how many reps in reserve that was. It was fucking difficult. So I, I, what I like that you've emphasised is by by no means is leaving two. Like if you've got a weight on there that you can maybe take for eight, but you take it for six, like still hard to get six if it's truly an eight rep max, right? Because that's the, I suppose, one of the things is, do you feel maybe there are some people out there that maybe they don't know where true failure is? So then judging where their reserve is is maybe difficult. Yeah, 100%. And that's where training footage comes into play because I'm sure you have had it, bro, where so, oh man, this set was really hard. And I'm like, bro, you probably could have got 10 more. Yeah. I know it's going to be hard no matter, you know, what you do because your legs are probably going to hurt when you go on a hat squat no matter what weight's on it. You know, <laughs> but yeah, that is just the case of, right, we've got to get training footage and stuff like that. And um, 
and assess it from there. But it, it's difficult. Like everyone thinks they train hard until they train hard. <laughs> yeah, but what I like is you've given a simple solution for what people put across as a their common problem with reps and reserve. The amount of people that will, I'll hear that will say, "Oh, but people don't know, don't train a failure anyway." But when you just, as you mentioned, look at their training videos, it kind of sorts out. Well, your training intensity is increasing. I've got clients that, and I don't use that model just now. I might in the future, of course, but they send me videos, and I still say to them, "You got ten more there, or you know, you you need to pick up." You know, instead of using a 12, you need to pick up a 24 or, or whatever it is. So, yeah, you're, you're 100% right. You mentioned that if you trained high volume of legs, you'd be burst. Or if you trained the way you used to, you'd be burst. So with your legs right now, for you, is it kind of like in between reps and reserve, but close to failure, but not increment your volume? Or do you kind of just do your own thing with that? I, I go, to be honest, with, with how hard I go with legs, it's kind of de- it very dependent on how I feel that day. So it's quite an instinctive thing because my knees are trashed. Another reason why I can't be a dickhead. My elbows are pretty fucked as well. So I do have to be careful. I do have to ban things. And if you ban things, that immediately means you're a pussy, obviously. <laughs> Sorry, so, you know, and you also retired pretty early from injuries. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, you're right. With that, mate, like if my legs feel good and my knees are playing ball, I'm going fucking ball to the wall because I want to make the most of it. However, that also then shoots me in the foot because then I think next leg session, are my knees hurting because of what I did then? Yeah. But I also know that they're never going to stop me from training hard, okay? But it might influence just how hard, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I have to be quite instinctive with, with the legs. But we did a couple of leg blocks last year and made them match the upper body, thank God. So I can kind of get away with doing a little bit less at the moment. Um, and they're definitely they're definitely growing. I've got measurements to prove. So, <laughs> so well, there you go. <laughs> it's kind of it's it's an instinctive thing at the moment. And there's certain movements that it's like, right, I can get on with this at the moment. Everything feels good. I'm going to rinse it. Like yeah. the new hack, the new hack that I'm using where I'm training, I've managed to run that up from double the weight I was lifting probably eight weeks ago. And now I'm on a good run with it. It's like right, I just need to rinse it. Yeah. And with that, I will try and escalate as much volume as possible. Okay. Make up for the other days. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting, but it's it's great to, to chat to someone else that just auto-regulates what they do on a daily basis because the mentality of me and the mindset I'm trying to think of the listeners out there that the start of their journey, it was like, oh well, if I'm not putting more weight on the bar and trying to get stronger and hit a six rep PB, I'm I'm pussy and you know, I'm not putting that band on. By the way, if banding makes you a pussy, I'm the biggest one because I have chocolate, chocolate knees too, and have to I've had to ban stuff for years. Um, but I think you just saying that it's listen, it's okay on on the days to be like, actually, you know what, my knees playing up a little bit. I'm I'm going back off because I did that last week. Rather than do it uh, to you know a, a high rep set and heavy set, I went no, fuck it, two light sets because this core's not not feeling good. And um, the day thirty rep hacks isn't easy. <laughs> it's not, and there's not many people out there doing it. And I, I always say that to guys that that want big legs or they'll, they'll ask me about leg training. I say probably the most progress I made with legs is when I was doing like Widowmaker or 20, 25 rest pause sets. It, it was, a, it was on a pure gym hack squat oh. back in. Yeah, I, I know. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Right. But yeah. I was at the time where it was JP's method of, you know, train hard. And if you're, you know, you're a bodybuilder, you've got sore knees and, you know, Jordan and, and those guys had a huge influence on what I do and where I'm today. But yeah. I'm I'm never like 
camp here or camp there. I'm like, I'm going to take a little bit from there and I'm going to take a little bit from there and just sort of run my, run my own method or come up with my own sort of thoughts about it. So, yeah, it's um, <laughs> a 20, 30 reps hack. You're, you're 100% right. It's I feel it's always going to need to be reps in reserve with that because for me today, like my heart and lungs gave way because I'm 130 kilo fat bastard at the moment. But that just that just is the way it is. But anyway, we're getting a little bit off topic, but it's always it's always great to have a little bit of a chat. Now, you've actually recently, well, I'm not going to say recently, it's been for a while, got into um, not only just coaching people for their physique development, but obviously mentoring them as well. So I think that for some of the listeners out there that are they're wanting to get a bit of your knowledge about reps and reserve and, and things like in coaching process and whatnot, but they're maybe wanting to get a little bit of knowledge about, okay, look, just starting out, maybe, you know, is there anything that maybe perhaps they should or shouldn't be doing? If is there any sort of common mistakes that you perhaps see? So I guess to summarize it, the best thing we would say if, if you had maybe three pieces of pieces of advice, let's say three pieces of advice for their physique training, three pieces of advice for their coaching business yeah. to, to progress both, what would they be? So I'm gonna I'm gonna start off by saying this that the whole reason why I got into, into doing this is because I hate some of the shit that I see in the industry. And in, the, in this industry, shit rolls downhill, okay? If you're learning from someone that is wank and then you decide to be a coach yourself, your service is probably going to be wank as well, yeah. okay? If you're taking stuff from good people, you're going to, you, I want everyone to, at the end of the day, bro, there's enough people in this world for everyone to have loads of clients. Simple. And if people have got loads of clients, I want the good knowledge to be put out there. And like a big passion of mine is... is having good stuff out there, not idiotic stuff. Okay, so in terms of free tips for um, coaches, up and yeah. coaches, um, firstly, invest in yourself and, and hire someone good because it will pay dividends, okay? If someone, look, I would say 60% of my clients are coaches themselves. I am always going to put more work into them because I want them to be learning yeah, I'm not going to say, right, we're going to change this. Done. Right, we're going to change this because X, Y, and Z is going to happen. Okay? And there's the reason why we would do this instead of doing this is because that might happen, et cetera, et cetera. Um, or if I'm not making changes, right, why wouldn't we at this point? I, I want everyone to learn. Um, so invest in yourself and get a good coach. There's enough good people out there at the moment. Okay? Um, and join the Physique Collective. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Although, mate, with this one, is just, just please be yourself. Okay? And understand as well that Coaching isn't for everyone, okay? And unfortunately, sometimes if someone be their self and they haven't got any personality, you might struggle with this, okay? Unless you've got an amazing rig, okay, you might get clients, simple, okay? And unfortunately, not a lot of us are blessed with that. Um, it's just be yourself and be personable, be relatable, all this sort of stuff, and put yourself out there, you know, and content, content, content is king, Okay, if I need an electrician for work, okay, and I go onto someone's Instagram and it says nothing about them being an electrician, why the fuck would I ask them to be to do something at my house? Same goes for coaching. Tell people what you do. Yeah. You know, it's simple as that. Actually tell people this is what I do and I want to help. And the you know, free coaching spaces left and all that sort of stuff. What I would prefer people to say is I have unlimited spaces available. Can someone come and please film them for me? Because you, you might get a bit more respect for that. Yeah. I, it's funny you mention that because a few weeks ago, I put, like, as physique coaches, a lot of us will say, hey, hey, bro, you know, five spaces left for next month or four spaces left. 
when in reality what we tend to mean is hey uh, i've got loads of fucking spaces left um i'll probably work with absolutely anyone so uh, please get in touch um because it is true like you know are we ever truly full well it depends on your ability to how many people you want to work with now i know you're probably someone that it, you are incredibly busy um but someone like myself you know I could I could easily handle way more clients, yeah. way more clients. And but I'm I'm saying, hey, <laughs> go, come work, come join. Um, but I think that's three three pieces of advice that are pretty solid. I think that the one thing that people are getting wrapped up in nowadays is they're blaming Instagram for the lack of reach or the lack of, hey, I'm only getting X amount of likes. I, I think I got I put a post there, I got five likes. You know what I mean? And that's from having done things a long time, but at the end of the day, it's not in my control. So for anyone out there that's maybe a new coach that's that's thinking about that and their likes and, and their reach and things, apart from everything you just said, how would you tell someone to not worry about that? Man, I couldn't give a shit who likes my photo. <laughs> okay. What, there you go. What I want people to concentrate on the most is just be a really good coach and people will come. So you don't need to say, I've got five spaces left because people will just come to you and ask you regardless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, th- I think it's also understanding that there's peaks and troughs in this game, isn't there? You know, and um, you'll have periods throughout the year. Um, if you're not someone like you guys, you know, you guys at the Physique Collective, big names that have people inquiring all the time, you'll have those periods of, oh, I've got quite got quite a lot of clients right now, and then there'll be a bit of a dip. Now come back up, be a dip through, whether it's, you know, cost of living or prices or time of year. Um but that's just something I wanted to add because um, even right now from, from like what we do at Vida Physique and, and the coaches that I know, um, it's slow at the moment for, for things. That's why I said in the podcast last week to if there's coaches out there, just as you just mentioned, become a better coach, educate yourself, go to camps, um, such as maybe pay yourself for a consult, plug there, friend wants to learn a bit, a bit more from Christian. Um, but you've always been someone that speaks his mind and you kind of mentioned there, you hate when you see something shit in the industry, things that frustrate. I'm sure there's a lot that frustrates you because I always get a right laugh. Just sometimes I'm like, I just go on Instagram, I just go on Christian's page, see if there's anything to do have a laugh, you know, because you're having a bit of a rant or something like that. And I get a little bit of a giggle, but is there anything that, I don't know if we just want to say three things that frustrate you at the moment in the industry with things that are going on, whether that be, the standard coach and the lack of care, you know, all of the above. Is there something specific or general that, you know, what would you want to, what would you want to chat about? I mean, we could do a whole podcast on this topic, but yeah, the things that spring to mind is irresponsible behavior, um, not knowing what people are doing. Me having people come to me from coaches saying, I've been on cleanse since my show, my show was last year. I'm like, right, what the fuck? You know, just real lack of, fucking any sort of care really pisses me off um lack of service is another one that is just a massive bugbear for me now in terms of this is not me blowing my own cock off i just tell this is how this is how i run things my morning routine is get up get changed and go on the desk simple i don't do anything else okay grab a drink that's about it because when i've got loads that are waiting on me i want to be there like that yeah. My day starts at 6 a.m. and I don't get off until they're all done. I don't go to the gym until all the check-ins are done because, look, I'm the most impatient man in the world, okay? So if I want something, I want it yesterday. And I like to treat clients like that at the end of the day. No one should be waiting, in my opinion, 
checking to, are done on the same day. That that's my anyway. I can't have people. What, what are they meant to do that fucking day or the next day? You know, and it's just a case of unfortunately, you, you need to care more. You know, so lack of care. You know, lack of any kind of responsibility whatsoever. At the end of the day, a bodybuilding endeavor is not a healthy one. There's healthier ways of doing it for sure. And that's what we like to, to preach with physique practice and stuff. But you can make it healthier by actually knowing what you're fucking doing. <laughs> you know, and what else? Fucking hell. Just, just meathead mentality, really, of can't see any other way of doing things. No, this idea, laughing at other people for what they do. I just think it's pathetic. At the end of the day, bro, when I go into the gym, I don't give a shit how someone else is training. And if they're trying like full retard and they need actual help, I will try and help. But it, I don't care if you're shouting, you know, if you don't get this, I'm going to put a gun to your dog's head. Because that is how some people train. Yeah. You know, in my head, yeah, I think maybe a little bit extreme, mate. But I don't care and it doesn't affect my day. The ones that are posting shit about, oh, if you use a band, you're a pussy. You do, it's just get over it. Let people do what they want to do. You yeah. might get further yourself. Um, so that's probably three, four, five. It is. And um, I'm glad you mentioned about the, the check-ins because it's something I've always always been one of my standards from the get-go. Um, but more and more, and I'm sure you've probably had this quite a lot, you'll get clients that'll come to you and say, oh, well, um, you know, I'm, my last coach, I would check in on a Tuesday morning, I'd get a response Wednesday night or Thursday or sometimes Friday. Yeah. So... Um, I, I took over a girl's prep last week who uh, had that and she's supposed to be six weeks out. Um, and like you, it just pisses, pisses me the hell off because it's not the way she should be. But if there's anyone out there listening who is waiting a lot longer than they should to be on check-ins, what would you advise they do with their coach? Fucking say something. You know, and if they say, look, this is my, my standard protocol, cool, man, just explain that at the start so I'm not waiting around for, for a response. I, I would honestly say, obviously it's a bit different coming from me, but I wouldn't expect a client of, of someone to go and say it to them. But like, man, I'll, I'll probably improve your service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, at the end of the day, but it's like, you know, you know, recently we've we moved house and stuff like that. When I want something done, I want a reply at least. You know, I'm, I'm essentially asking to give you money. Can I give you money for the service that you apparently provide? If you don't reply to my fucking message, you've got a shit business. You know, yeah. Same with this. People just, I think some people just tend to not see it as a job, like a proper job. Yeah. They think they're getting paid to train and yeah. work, work on their own physique when it's like, well, no, that's not what pays the mortgage and the electricity bill and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, I think one thing that I think tends to happen is, and you're one that has kept his standards the same with how busy you've got, but you'll have a a lot of coaches out there, they, they get busy and then as they get busy and they take on more clients, that's when the service starts to slip, right? So would you say at that moment, coaches need to either just fucking suck it up or do they need to set boundaries or, okay, I should only take on this many clients or, or whatever? Yeah, I mean, look, I remember when it was before I left Mini and I was in the back garden with my dad at the time. And I was like, right, I've got 50 clients at the moment. I just, I can't handle anymore. And within about a month, I was like, I could probably add 10 more to that. It's a case of practice, 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 and you normally get better at something. Everyone has a limit, okay? I still don't think I've found it, 
Um, but the, the thing is with me, mate, it's like if someone, people, if someone leaves me, it's generally one or two things. A financial situation or a life situation, or they've learned enough to just go on their own, like a gem pot client or something like that. Cool. The day someone leaves me and says, my service is shit, I'll probably kill myself. <laughs> but that's how passionate I am about it. Like, I am, I've got a general phobia of bad service because I hate re- receiving it myself. Um, so I'll never let it slip. There might be a time where it's like, right, I, I think it'll be a case of not that I can't handle what I don't want to handle this amount anymore. Because it is a lot. It's a lot of work. Um, and the, the time where it's like affecting everything else, I'm like, let's hit that on the head, man. Yeah, absolutely. But it's hard. I mean, I guess that as you're building, it's hard to say no to money, isn't it? So fucking hard to say no. I hate saying no now. And it's not a case of, I'm, it sounds like a dick comment. I don't need any more people. But when someone is asking me for help, I want to help them. Yeah. Because that's just my nature. You know, I want to say yes to everyone. Um, unfortunately, it's just, it's just not possible anymore. So it's kind of like, I can say yes, but it has to be the right client now. Yeah, absolutely. But it's great to, to speak to someone that has very similar standards to myself in regards to the, the check and response and the standard of coaching, because I don't think, if I think back in the whole time I've done this, there's never been someone that said, it's because your service. Now, there's maybe been people that have said, oh, you know, I've learned everything or, they're moving up a coach. And by that, I mean, they're moving to, a, a, like, if someone leaves me and go to Joe, I'm like, fair play. Like, yeah, yeah. Abs- absolutely. Or they go to, you know, Callum or whatever. That that that, that little step up that I'm, I'm just not there yet. It's, of course, it's like, that's that, that's cool. Um, but unfortunately, like, the, the coaches out there that are doing what we're chatting about tend to get, give coaches a bad name. And as you said, it frustrates me because I think that, They'll never be, this industry will never be regulated or, or whatever, you know, it, it never will. But um, I hope that slowly we weed out all the arseholes and it's just uh, it's just good coaches left. Bro, the, the cream always rises to the, top, to the top. Shit always fucking sinks. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that. I'll quote you though. I'll put it on an Instagram post. Uh, I'll Bro, quote you. I definitely haven't come up with that, but it is something I do say a lot to the consults. So if you get really good at it, bro, the cream rises to the top and the shit always sinks. Simple yeah. Someone else might have said it, but it's the first time I've heard it. Then that'll, that'll be good enough for me. Okay. <laughs> now, as, a, as bodybuilders, you know, that's kind of why we get into the coaching game as we're bodybuilders first, right? We tend to be all in um, or at times all out. And I think this is one where we'll, we'll flip, a switch, flip a gear here. And you had a few months, you're very open um, on your on your Instagram where, you know, bodybuilding took a back seat and it's, it's recently done. Uh, not quite so much, but a little bit for me as well recently. Um, and your personal life became a priority, you know, in regards to moving and whatnot. And I'm sure there's listeners out there that are similar to yourself uh, that just find making that sort of paradigm switch just yeah. really difficult to do. So it'd be great to, to hear about sort of your experience of kind of how you manage in those months. Um, someone out there is maybe worried about taking time off, their mental health and whatnot. Just can you talk us through what that was like for you, how you got through it and whatnot? Oh, cool. I like that. Um especially from like a mental health aspect, people need to go to the gym, you know, but they also need to realize that your physique isn't going to go anywhere. If you have some time off, it's not, you might look worse. Okay. For a couple of weeks. Yeah. Simple, but I can guarantee you the week you get back on it, you'll be fine. You know, simple as that. And to put the, the situation here, it was me and Sophie moving house. It was quite an um, extensive move. Um, 
I sold my house, Soph sold hers. I then moved into Soph's before the new people went into it. Then we had to move into Soph's parents for a month because we got delayed getting into our, our new one, which is about, it's basically it's an old barn conversion. They come with problems, okay? Especially when it's like a single guy developer doing it and not a massive company, there's going to be issues. There's going to be delays, COVID, all this sort of shit. And our moving date changed four times um, over the last four months. So not fun. And it was just constant stress and I just couldn't, I couldn't get away from it at all. Um, and it was a case of this house is not close to where we were living. So every time you come here, it's six hours out of the day. Once you've spent some time here, then drove back, drove here. Unfortunately, I can't fit everything I need to do in, in that day. And it's kind of like, the sooner you realise, right, I can't do anything about that today. Just fucking move on. Okay, start tomorrow fresh. And look, my days were still structured, okay? They still had structure to them, but the most important thing is I need to get my work done, okay? Yeah. Then, then we can go, okay? Whether that's doing check-ins on the car on the way here or whatever, or doing it before we go, cool. But it was my nutrition, bro, that just took a backseat. When the fuck When the fuck am I going to prep the meals? And I know there's probably going to be people, oh, well, you make time, bro. I didn't want to make time to do it because it didn't serve me any purpose at the time, okay? And... I can think of the one person that would watch this and be like, you know, yeah, well, you, you, there's no excuse if you move in the house. Shut the fuck up. Okay. It, it wasn't a case of, I, you know, I didn't have the time. I don't want to make the time because it, it was serving me no value whatsoever. And it wasn't making me happy. So, you know, it was a case of you stop at the services, you grab a wrap, a protein bar and some fruit. Okay. The services, MS, chicken and bacon Caesar wrap, God tier. Okay, I probably had about 50 over that time <laughs> um, to keep it going. Um, and it just, I kind of said to myself, right, this is going to just have to take a bit of a back seat. Okay. And when it, when it was all, all the dust settled and stuff like that, I was finding it hard to get back in a bit of a rhythm with it until I realised, right, I am not happy when I'm not making progress. Yeah. I am only, I am much a happier person when I am nailing everything. And I understand that it's okay to not nail absolutely every single variable every single day because yeah. I mean, it's not possible every day. Yeah. And you know what? It's also fucking miserable if you do most days. You know, <laughs> yeah. I have a bit of a fucking life sometimes. And it's like, you know, I'm not scared to these days say, instead of having my afternoon meal on Saturday, someone might ask me to go out who I really want to see on a Wednesday and I'll do it because yeah. I want to. And I'm a big believer, bro, in doing things that I want to fucking do. <laughs> okay, yeah. Simple as that. And it's like, I kind of just realized, right, this has to take a backseat. I'm still going to train when I can, okay? I'm going to eat majority like a fucking bodybuilder when I can. And if I can't, I'm not going to sit and cry about it because that doesn't fucking help anything, okay? Yeah. It's the, the thing that will make your physique go backwards in that case is stressing about it all. Stressing yeah. about the physique going backwards will make it go backwards. 100%. I remember that back from my 2016 to 2017, I worked with a, a certain coach, I won't, I won't say, but it was like, you, tell you, me have, yeah, you have to do absolutely everything on the money. And if you're not eating your chicken and brown rice and blah, 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 you will not gain the muscle. And, you know, I, I've just, it's kind of the mindset I was, you know, taken into and believed in and whatnot. And when I think back to just how that time of my life, particularly that prep, was absolutely miserable, um, I say to people, don't do that. Don't make my mistakes. But yeah. it's great to hear that you 
mentioned about values and that you said that it just didn't matter to you at that current moment. And you probably still found that there'd be some sessions that I bet you still made progress, right? Yeah. And that's the what I think people get worried about. Yeah, massively. Is if, if I miss if I miss my stiff leg deadlifts this week, this means that next week I'm not going to hit seven reps and I got six reps last week. At least that's how I used to think. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, because for me, my nutrition at the weekends is taking a back seat because I got a wee boy and yeah. I can't be bothered. You know, we we take him out and about, and you're passing Nando's or a service station. Yeah. I would have I would have thrown in a pack of Monster Munch crisps for that as well. By the way, maybe MS don't sell that. But um, yeah, <laughs> but no, I think people maybe perhaps need to, needed to hear that, especially yeah. the especially the beginners. Yeah, and bro, look, I've been there, man. I've done fucking everything to the fucking T. No, team no days off, all this bollocks, okay? And I'm so glad that I realise now that it's absolute bollocks. And but at the same time, if that's what someone, if that makes someone happy, cool, go do that. But like you just said, if you've if my client has recently had a child. And they have to ask me to go out for food with the fucking thing. Okay, bro, go for food, yeah. please. Okay, because exactly. you can't get those memories back. Exactly. Exactly, man. And, and I don't want was... a child, I won't have a, have a kid. I don't want your child, bro, to think that you're a fucking prick because you didn't eat out with him. Oh, exactly, man. No, <laughs> I think I used to, I, I had, uh, some other bodybuilding goals I wanted to achieve. And I guess I still do, but they're firmly on the back seat now because it's like once you're a bodybuilder and you know how to eat, yeah. well, if you're if you're bulking, you still know how to kind of eat, even if you aren't tracking it. And this is what I try and what you've said there about not worrying about is like, so I found I'm still able to get stronger, albeit I take a fair bit of drugs that helps with that. <laughs> but um having the weekends off is it's so much more meaningful and, and better with my family. Whereas you asked me that two years ago. No way, man. I'm making sure I'm eating this many calories, these many days, blah, blah. But it's amazing how things change as you get older or when, when kids come along. Um, which yeah, you, I mean, Monday to Friday, I eat the same fucking thing every day. Pretty yeah. much. It's just ease. When it comes to Saturday, half the day I eat what I normally would eat. And on the night, I'm going to take sofa out for food. Yeah. Because I want to fucking do that. Absolutely, man. Now, what I think would be kind of great to hear is that you are a man that has very specific goals with your cars and you know what you want to move up to. And I'm sure you have very specific goals with you know your physique and business and whatnot. There might be someone out there that is a big Christian fan that wants to know what is Christian's big goals, whether that be in bodybuilding or in life. Um, so what would they be? Oh man. This I just put it on the spot there because I didn't, I didn't actually write that down. You didn't write that down, right? I'm just gonna throw a curveball at him. You pull my pants down there. Now, this might sound like an incredibly boring answer, but I'll probably I will probably give a few answers. Is that my aim for everything every day is just to get better. Simple as that. Just be better every single day. And whether that's physique development, whether that's business development, whether that's houses, cars, holidays, whatever. I just, just wanted to get better. But I think I, I used to be, I still am, I still am like um goal driven i'm more goal driven than um motivated by money these days i was very motivated by money when i was younger or at least thought i was but i don't think i don't think you realize it until you actually have it and it's like well i'm not actually motivated by that because that doesn't bother me what motivates me is is progress and um just self-development and stuff like that i want to be able to not have to do this forever 
And that is the goal to just be like, right, I'm going to move to Italy into the middle of fucking nowhere where there's no signal and I'm just going to chill and have a cigar. That's about it. (laughs) Cars will always be part of my life. They always have been. I'm always striving to be quote unquote better. Um, And yeah, there's a few, 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 few things to tick off on the list with those sort of things. But I've, I've interviewed a lot of people for this podcast. No one has ever said that. Yes. And that's that. That's I'm gonna have it. I feel like I really look. I have some very nice things in my life. I mean, I still dress like absolute shit. Yeah, and I, I, I tried not to be like materialist or anything. Apart from the car stuff, but I think that's completely different. Cars is a passion of mine. I don't do it to look like anything. Um, but I think I've just realised since this has happened that none of the money and stuff like that like actually matters unless you're happy. And yeah. I just want to focus on doing things that make me happy. Simple as that. And yes, money can create freedom and stuff like that, which is the main reason why I like it, okay, is because it makes things easier to do, potentially. Um, but it's not my, my sole drive anymore. I've got, I've got the nice things. I've had the nice things. I don't need them. Um, it's nice to have. Cool. If you took my McLaren off me tomorrow, I wouldn't cry about it. Okay, because I've had it, I've experienced it. Cool, sweet. It's been awesome. I'll be a little bit upset because it's great, but yeah. it's more so the experience of actually like living. Yeah, yeah, and I think that brings us quite fittingly on to the last question I ask all guests, um, and this can be out with bodybuilding. It can just be due to life, and it's it's always can you share maybe perhaps with the audience the, the biggest lesson that you've learned in life, and was there anything from that that you took or maybe would would it give advice advice on that lesson to anyone out there listening Shit. um fucking hell biggest life lesson now we're getting now we're getting a little bit deep you know this this oh, is the point at the end i think man I'm trying to think um oh, fuck <laughs> it's all right i feel i feel like i put you on the spot with this one it was actually the last question i put you on the spot, on the spot with this one um there's always someone out there better than you. Okay. Don't think you're the fucking top boy. Okay. Because I think I've had like a massive, not reality check or anything like that, but I, I get imposter syndrome now, let alone when, than when I left my job. I still get the, why the fuck is this guy asking me on a podcast? Why the fuck is this guy booking him for a consult when I see him as someone I look up to? So when they want to come and learn to me, I'm like, what the fuck? You, you are, don't ever take yourself too seriously and, and just stay humble, okay? Because I still don't realise that I'm actually good at this sometimes. And I think, why the fuck am I getting these inquiries? Why is this guy leaving this coach to to me? And just take every day as it comes, man, take everything in your stride. Because I feel like sometimes in my life, I've let things get ahead of myself thinking you're the fucking top boy and all this sort of shit until you have to leave your job and you have no sense of security whatsoever that's when you know if you've got big balls or not and broke mine are tiny <laughs> and it, and it I ain't, gear running. I ain't because of just <laughs> gear bro um i don't even know i don't even know if that answer made sense but it's just what came out of my mouth no no man i think i think that you nailed it in there and um no it's, it's great to 
great chat to you, and I'm sure the listeners out there would agree that you, with myself, that you are a very humble guy, and it's it's awesome to to hear you speak your mind um, and continue to just do what you do and be who you are because people get value from that, but people also just like like watching you, man, and it's it's awesome to to see you grow uh, alongside the physique collective and to be part of the the bodybuilding industry at the current moment is something pretty special. Um, so anyway, enough soccer bollocks for me. Um, why someone out there maybe wants to say, hey, fuck, I want to hear about more from this Christian guy, maybe get in touch with mentoring, things like that. Could you give us out there just an idea of where they could do that, how they could get in touch yeah. with you? Best place to get in touch with me is, is on Instagram. I live on Instagram. Uh, it's pretty much my business model is Instagram. Um, so if you ever want to contact me, I am on my DMs all the time. I reply to everyone. I would always try and give advice over DM without taking anyone's money or anything like that. Um, Physique Collective, the... Um, the app link is in my bio. You can contact through there. There is a, a consultation form on there if you do want to fill that in. I prefer someone to just DM me because it's a lot more chilled out and I can just voice note you and be like, yeah, bro, let's get you booked in, whatever. Uh, so yeah, Instagram is, is the main place to find me. Physique Collective Instagram as well, which is just Physique Collective. I haven't said what my Instagram is. Christian underscore Physique Collective. Um, easy one to find. And you'll just see an idiot speaking to the camera most of the day. Awesome. I think it would also be wrong of me to... If those of you who don't know, Christian runs his own podcast as well. Um, so if, if you wanted to plug that, there were people who could maybe perhaps oh. listen to you a bit more. We, we, haven't, we haven't done a podcast for about oh, three months. I know, but, <laughs> but there's episodes there, right? It is on the list to do. And if you haven't ever listened to it, there's probably over 100 episodes to listen to, which is Carbs Cast, um, which is a podcast. Basically, if you want to ever switch off about bodybuilding and just listen to mindless drivel about food, food reviews, Q&As, and just general chit-chat between me and Joe, Physique Collective, Joe Jeffrey. Um, it is quite a, a funny listen, I have to say. Um, so there's a lot to, to catch up on, on podcasts and there. Good, man. Uh, a massive thank you for myself um, and everyone. Like, I want to say everyone at Give It The Beans when it's just me, but I'm just going to say it and everyone, <laughs> and everyone at Give It The Beans for coming on. I know you're a busy man. Um, but as I said, you know, please continue to do what you do. Um, it's absolutely great. But for everyone out there listening, I think I speak for myself and Christian. I say wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.